Hey, HBs, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap romance novels and holiday movies. And when we're lucky, they have Lindsay Lohan in them. Okay, so quick reminder that you need to have your reading embrace entries in by December 30th to be included in our embrace celebration episode. I realized that I had a bit of an oversight, so you can either email them to heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com, or you're fine if you put your entries into the shared spreadsheet that's in the cult. So spreadsheet or email, um, email though, you can tell me stories. So just FYI, after this, we'll be taking two weeks off for the holidays and then plan to be back on January 9th. I've got some super fun plans for next year. In fact, our January author hang is going to spotlight Allie Hazelwood. She's an actual human ray of sunshine. So if you want to be in on the virtual hang, check out patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. Also current patrons, keep your eye out for a poll where you get to decide the next reading list. This week, my pal Jen Comfort joined me to recap Falling for Christmas, the Lindsay Lohan Netflix movie that's, I think, meant to be Christmas times, but might actually be skiing times. But whatever, there's amnesia. All right, let's jump right in. Oh, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I've been looking forward to this all week. And it's not just because of Lindsay Lohan. Oh, but who wouldn't want to watch Lindsay Lohan all week? But who wouldn't? Exactly. Okay. I have a Phantom of the Opera story for you. Love it. Are you ready? Okay. I've never been readier. (sighs) So we were a big musical theater family. And like Phantom of the Opera was one of the CDs I would put on so that I could like dance vacuum the house when I was like (laughs) six or something. But seriously, that soundtrack is still something that like, it just like hits me on a visceral level. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're a little bit into it too. Oh God. Yeah. That, that, that and Beauty and the Beast uh, imprinted on me pretty hardcore. And so needless to say, I decided why not write a romance novel about my favorite melodramatic extra little creepy dude living in the basement. Don't we all love that? Kidnapping is a love language in both. Amazing. You know, don't we all want that from a guy living in the basement? God, I love Um, a fictional kidnap. Ugh. Love it. Actually, I I decided to uh, just make update mine for the modern era. So mine is a, my phantom is actually a woman. She's still yes. creepy and melodramatic and weird, um, but she's just she's kind of hot too. I, I mean, mean, the phantom hot, but it's even hotter when a girl does it. Yeah, not to you know be gender specific, but <laughs> there's something about that feminine energy, no matter what body it's yes. walking in. Yeah, she really owns living in that sex dungeon basement with her rats. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god, I'm into it. Yeah. And is the hero a performer as well? 
He is. So the Christine Day Ingenue is oh. a Christoph, a German hair metal rock star who <laughs> is quite innocent. He's only ever been with one woman, his ex-girlfriend of 10 years, who was coincidentally the bassist for their band. And she is fucked off before the story's begun. And he hasn't told the rest of the band that he's been dumped. And he decides to rent out this op- this dilapidated opera house in a town called Paris, outside of yeah. Vegas. Doesn't exist. And... <laughs> Erica's living in this basement. She's renting out the house because the evil casino developer Raul wants to uh, tear it down and build a water park. (gasps) It's actually very realistic. Um, (laughs) Very, very uh, set in our current world. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. There's midnight singing lessons and risque visits in the costume closets and pipe organ performances, but (gasps) very, very X-rated. I love it. Oh my God, I love it. So I'm on record on the podcast as saying that you don't fuck the lead singer, you fuck the bassist. Yes. And now I have to say, there's nothing like getting your heart broken by a bassist. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worse if it's the drummer, because then it's just kind of like, you lowered your standards and then they're still dumping you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing drummers, but... <laughs> drummers everywhere are shaking their fists right now. <laughs> but it's the perfect beat. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really stoked about Midnight Duet. I think I requested a uh, an arc on NetGalley, but I can't remember. Oh, I've been super stoked about it. And the cover is gorgeous. I know. The cover artist, we, we he couldn't find a good art of a pipe organ. I guess there's just not a lot out there, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. So he drew everything on the cover by hand, including like the sexy negligee draped over oh. the pipe organ and Christoph's guitar. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so colorful and vibrant. Ooh. Yes. We were inspired by a lot of hair metal albums. So it's basically <laughs> like Andrew Lloyd Webber hair metal. Yes. Actual like Scorpions hair metal. So oh. it's very over the top. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like all of this, all of this is hitting my id. <laughs> it's just like bam, bam, bam. Melody's this, this whole book is just like vibes and sex scenes. It was written like mm. deep in the pandemic when I was like, you know what? We don't actually need a plot. This is Phantom of the Opera. We know what the plot is. Let's just go with this. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. All right. Well, we got to talk Christmas times now. It's Christmas. Absolutely. Or is it? Is it Christmas or is it ski times? in this movie it's like a very special brand of christmas where it's just like all about the aesthetic it's like a this movie was a vibe and i loved it yeah loved the vibes yeah most definitely Lindsay lohan was bringing it oh my god was she Ugh, bringing it back Lindsay. okay so we wake we come in and it's it's skiing times everyone there's gondolas there's mountains there's you know snow and shit that i usually try to avoid and Lindsay Lohan wakes up in a like luxury hotel room. She's got a silk eye mask on. And like, I don't know if this was super relatable to you, Jen, but like, that's how I sleep. I sleep oh, flat yeah, on my back. Full makeup. Full makeup, perfectly coiffed. Mm-hmm. Hair has recently been curled. Uh, yeah. And there are no sheet marks on my face you know what i mean like there's no creases that you can not with sheets that expensive no i mean (laughs) that's what you pay top dollar for is for like completely unlined face it's true it's true so she is a hotel magnate's daughter and he has flown her out to 
Aspen? Yeah, it's like not, equivalent. <laughs> I spent the whole movie trying to figure out where this place was because at one point the love interest mentors Hoosier, and then I'm like, where the hell is Hoosier? What? I feel like I should know that. Marking me as like a Portland girl who doesn't get out to the a Hoosier country. is like uh oh here we go a Hoosier is like an Iowa or an Indiana I can't remember yeah. which one but it's one of those I know so I because I, I, I thought this was like really posh but I mean I'm not trying to say that Iowa isn't posh I just no, thought no, no. that it was like <laughs> we would never Iowa <laughs> we would never come for you like that <laughs> I'm not Iowa no I know you have ski resorts like this absolutely <laughs> i was not aware you had that many mountains but i have so much respect now yeah most definitely and i didn't know that iowa had those invisible pools on balconies that pool that got the same shot of the pool that uh, got, <laughs> got five or six different features you know that hotel like came out on top from this movie oh they were like oh, we don't care if you film here but you need to include 10 shots of the rooftop pool yep you rented a drone bitches we better use those shots. <laughs> they didn't even like switch up the footage. It just cuts back to the same shot of the same people in the rooftop pool. The I same love ladies in bikinis and Santa hats. The same brosif getting into the pool with them. Oh, it's a thing of beauty, honestly. Honestly, the fact that they didn't plug where that hotel actually is is the biggest mistake because I do actually want to go to this hotel now. It looks fabulous. I know. Iowans everywhere are really mad. <laughs> I know. They worked so hard to sell this. I'm like, screw <laughs> this small, like, quaint Christmas hotel. I would like to go to the one with the rooftop pool. Yeah. So, okay. So she is the daughter of this hotel magnate. He's flown her out to offer her a job and... I really did like this because she's supposed to be like this super spoiled rich guy's daughter, but she very astutely is like, he offered me the job of VP of atmosphere. Like he made that up. <laughs> no, that's here's not a job. Is, Melody. So I actually, I majored in restaurant management. There is a hotel chain. I don't remember if it's W hotels or like Kimpton hotels. Okay. This is an actual job position where they're mm -hmm. responsible for like the scents in the bathrooms and like Whoa. the way that the lobby looks. It's a real job. And I think whoever made this movie must have worked in hotels. And it's sort of like an inside joke. That's so, great. Fun Easter egg there. Yeah, that's really cute. And she's like, this is a bullshit job. <laughs> and yeah. I think that actually goes to show that her character really didn't need that much developing. Like, sure, she didn't want to fold her own bed sheets, but who does? Fair. I just don't. You know, like, that's my solution. Is just, yeah. I don't. I mean, that's what your glam squad is for. Right. So a glam squad arrives with a man named Terry, and he's going to be her personal assistant while she's there. And there's this whole scene of her on the phone with her boyfriend, Tad. He is an influencer of my dreams. Justice for Tad, Tad forever. Oh, yeah. No, this is Tad's movie. Honestly, I wanted to open this by saying, yes, Lindsay Lohan was the, the star power, but this movie was all about Tad and he was wronged and he needed his romance. And the fact that they just like abandoned his storyline halfway through is the biggest failure of this movie. I will rant about this so much when we get to it. But yes, Tad justice for tad <laughs> he's the best character in this movie like he, he stole the entire no movie. character development he was perfect as he was he was the only person who was like actually really good at his job like i would follow him on instagram truly and then these horrible things just keep happening to him he didn't deserve any of it i know i know is he a blowhard yes 
Okay. Yes, and the stretch hammer was a little bit much. I mean, <gasps> in this economy, but you know, it was more practical than the people pulling up to like a, a mountain ski resort in a freaking Ferrari. Like, is that a oh, four-wheel yeah. drive car? How did you get that up there? Uh-huh. I know. Just so I don't forget later, later on, they pull up in a Maserati <laughs> and they show like the Maserati logo or whatever. And listen, I don't know if it's because of the bubble I live in or the way that the light was hitting over my eyes, but I was certain that that logo said monster bait. And, mm. and I was like, yeah. how they did CM Nascosta get an Easter egg in here? Oh my God. And then I realized I was a dumbass. So, <laughs> you know what? It's like one of those Berenstain Bears situations where like, it actually did say that and they had to change <gasps> it because, you know, many people caught on. Jen, I like this energy. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm disgusted forever. It is the season of miracles. Okay. Let's <laughs> choose to believe. It's true. It's true. Okay. So he's like, you don't even want that job. Like you want to be an influencer. And so let's announce our relationship online for the first time in a year. I'm Tad and I'll get your numbers up so high. Tad is all about the metrics. Mm-hmm. Tad is like very serious at his influencing job. And he's good. And he's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So then Sad Blonde is at the dad's hotel. No, no. They meet on the slopes. The, sad the Blonde. Yeah, the Sad oh, Blonde. Oh, this, this like dollar store Chris Hemsworth that they got to be the, the yes. romantic lead. I'm like, oh, God. why did they find the most medium, ugly, average man? <laughs> and, and like, I do not believe for a single second that Lindsay Lohan wanted had any sort of sexual relation with this man. Like she was just like, I don't want to kiss him. Even like all the romantic scenes they had together, you could tell she was just like, ugh. She, she, he was a Ken doll to her and there was no convincing her otherwise. Yeah, the, uh, but I will say the one thing that he had going for him, and I think this is why they hired him after the screen tests or whatever, he can do a sad contemplation like not a lot of people. Yeah. There were a few times when he, they just had the camera on him for seconds at a time. Multiple seconds at a time. As where he's just like weld in his eyes. Nodding, looking around. Oh pouting. Uh, Lots of pouting. <laughs> with his like 90s boy meets world haircut and the weird <laughs> Yeah. It was like, are we bringing that back? I, I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings because yes, twelve-year-old me is like that is so hot. It is so oh my dreamy God. boy band hairstyle, and then thirty-six-year-old me is like, ah, this is what we want. Are we doing the bell bottoms in this haircut again? Oh my god! I guess I I'm on board. I just don't want to. I will say I went to Old Navy for the first time, and I cannot tell you how long because apparently I don't leave my house. And I was like, oh, my God, there are new clothes that I could put on my body. Let's go explore. (laughs) So I went in and this is actually going to be my lady love later there there. I swear to God, they were called like higher than high jeans or something like that. And they come up to above my belly button and it is the best thing in the whole world. So if I have to compromise on bell bottoms to get that in a regular store, I think I have to do it. I think I have to just succumb to the times. Yes. Well, I've heard that they're trying to bring low rise back, so we might no, as well just that. enjoy the high rise. No, absolutely not. Stock no. up because they're going to go endangered. <laughs> I showed too many people my butt crack already. Okay, fashion industry. 
Too well, many people to pay for that. Okay, we're not paying for jeans. People will pay to see our butt cracks. This That's is what I'm saying. 2022. Yes, exactly. Anyway, oh, sorry. So, <laughs> knockoff Chris Hemsworth is approaching the the magnate on the slopes because he's getting his morning ski run in, and he's like, mm. "Sir, I want to talk to you about investing in my hotel." And the magnate's like, "Gotta beat me to the bottom first. And there's a big action ski sequence. There's way more of these than I was expecting. I'm not going to lie to you. They paid for a green screen and they were going to get their money's worth. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So they get to the bottom and he lets the dude win. And then at the bottom, he's like, okay, well, you can talk while I walk or whatever. And he's trying to get him to invest into this like little mom and pop bed and breakfast ski resort that's nearby because it is in absolute shambles. And apparently new skiers like that more than they like a fancy schmancy resort. I did not see the correlation there. No, no, this was the sales pitch wouldn't have worked for me either. I mean, honestly, like the hotel, like Daddy Beaumont did nothing wrong. He's like, why is my competition trying to convince me to invest in them? Like like, there's not really a pipeline there. Yeah, well, and like, it's not even it's I feel like it's barely even competition. You know what I mean? Because like, I worked tangentially with hotels as well. And it's like, the sales pitch that it should have been is you've got the luxury resorts already. Now you should get into the dollar menu market. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a good point. Why didn't Daddy Beaumont just be like, cool, I'll buy your hotel from you. It's failing. Yeah. Like, I don't even need your permission. I'll just buy it out from you. And then I own the entire like vertical market. Absolutely. Anyway, listen, we're just it's because we're business people, Jen. Mm-hmm. And nobody Tad asked would have us. come up with that idea if Tad was in hotels. Tad and his fucking metrics. It's true. Yes. Okay, so she comes down because he gets he gets just like just like backhanded by Daddy Beaumont. He's just like, I can't with you. Thank you so much for coming. Have some hot cocoa bye. <laughs> and so she comes down. And the elevator doors open and there is a before this red jumpsuit time in my life and then an after this red jumpsuit time in my life. The red Valangaji oh. haute couture onesie. Haute couture onesie. Thank you for marking that because that is <laughs> that is what Ted says. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is everything. I was actually <laughs> hoping that the slow-mo fashion scenes were going to be throughout the movie. I know. And I feel like this, this teaser really let us down. Wouldn't it have been so funny if like when she was in her, her blue crocheted Aspen sweater later, they did the same kind of like fashion shot? God, that would have been hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So he spills cocoa whipped cream on her hot couture onesie. Tad might have an aneurysm over it. He's about to faint. As he should. That is an amazing outfit. He ruins it. Respectable. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got her, like, can we mention also the bejeweled heels in Christmas colors? The the Christmas, like, wide sunglasses for the, you know, for Aspen, I guess, or Iowa Aspen. Iowa, yeah. And and the hat, a completely inexplicable wide-brimmed black hat. The, I mean, the whole Makes thing no was sense. just... I love it. It was just fucking magic is what it was. Yeah. It's like the most impractical outfit to ever wear at a mm-hmm. ski resort. And it yeah. was perfect. Yes. And it does obscure her face just enough to where 
you would believe that maybe a himbo wouldn't recognize her later. You know what? That's a really good point, because I did spend a good portion of this, like the first half of like her amnesia, not to spoil anything for anyone <laughs> who's gotten that far, but wondering whether he did know, actually know that it was her and he was just fucking with her, which yes! I thought would actually be a kind of a fun twist. Yes! Or whether he was really so dumb that he was like, <laughs> there's got to be more than one girl with really long hair and like an amazing rack. Like oh, in this, my God. this giant ski to resort, amazing racks like that are a dime a dozen, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I could, I see red hair down to people's waists all the time around here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be that he was pretending not to know her so that he could ingratiate himself with her so that he could get her to ask her dad to invest. But then he like actually gets feelings for her. And so he doesn't want to ask her to do that. But then the way that their relationship crumbles in the big, deep, dark moment is her being like, you were using me the whole time. Yeah. Which actually, I mean, I think that would have been really compelling, you know, if like this was actually one of those revenge plots, because there's some great historical romances that do that. Like Sherry Thomas is her amnesia book was fantastic. It was all like, I'm going to get revenge on you. And then it's like, oh, shit, now I'm in love with you. <laughs> that would have been great. But no, it was no. just that he's really dumb. He's just he doesn't have eyeballs sometimes in his life. It's a, it's a whole thing. Anyway, they go to breakfast with Daddy Beaumont and he hates Tad. He hates him to death. He cannot with this man. He says that influencers are basically salesmen and Tad does a spit take that's like three miles long. It's incredible. I mean, he owns a hotel chain. What is he like? Some, like, how can you look down on salesmen? You're selling hotels. Not to mention, selling experiences. Yeah, they're like, Daddy Beaumont, you haven't offered a week long free hotel stay to a few dozen influencers to get your your ski place this popular like come on you you know the yeah. business those come were on. influencers in that hotel pool we know it they had to be they had to be can we talk also about tad's amazing like like his the lines that he's been given he is a, a poet when he's like in the coffee shop of life, Sierra's a venti. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. I love amazing, it though. though. I was like, if that was the tagline on one of his posts, iconic. Perfect. <laughs> Later on, she says to like the knockoff Chris Hemsworth says something like nice granny gown. And she says, if that was a compliment, I'll take it. And that's how I felt about Tad's in the coffee shop of life, Sierra's a venti. Like, okay, I like it. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I was like, doesn't venti mean 20? So it's like, I thought he was like trying to say like, she's a 10. And then I'm like, no, but she's a 20. So she's 20. Like, off the, I was, I spent a long time analyzing that line. And I don't, I don't think I just figured out the meaning, but I still love it. We, it's vibes. It's all Tad vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has a couple of other great lines too, that make no mm-hmm. sense. And I'm just like, he's like really like an existential poet. He is yeah. just saying things and they make you think. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's almost, he's borderline like Buddhist poet, you know, yeah. where you're like, yeah. I don't know if I know what that means, but I do. It is very tranquil. Mm. It's very comforting. Yeah, he's like a himbo savant. I, is. I mean, I, this, I just want to go on and talk about how amazing Tad is. Like he's <laughs> a man. Oh yeah. All of his scenes are like, basically there's my notes and then Tad scenes are all in caps. It's yeah. it's great. Okay. So then there's a cut scene back to the shambles of an inn. The snowmobile is broken. Balthazar the horse might be starving, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Balthazar. Don't you gotta take care of Balthazar the horse. 
They only have one. I know. We meet his adorable daughter who is missing her like fifth tooth, you know, like her canine on the side. Mm -hmm. She's lost that tooth recently. And like, that is so charming. There's something about when they start losing the back teeth and like, you can only see it when they do the giant smile that I'm like, oh, it just kills me to death. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, And there's a grandma who is the dead mom's mom. Yes. Alejandra, who I'm like, she's like maybe 50. And for some reason, like discount Chris Hemsworth, Jake or whatever, is allowed to run this hotel into the ground while Alejandra is still alive. I'm like, excuse me, Alejandra, you take that hotel back. I know she could have turned that place around if stupid Jake wasn't running it. I mean, I wonder. I wonder. Like, this is their family heirloom. And she's just watching her son-in-law, who's maybe married to his her daughter for like what eight years they made maybe. one kid maybe and she's just like yeah he's ruining the family business oh we're so sad <laughs> look at him go oh no it's great stuff so she's gonna take the daughter to a christmas wish place because that is is absolutely necessary in any christmas movie there must be mm-hmm. a christmas wish place there is also the required father christmas at this Christmas place, who is just a random ass man with a white beard. Oh, creepy Santa with the chestnut stand. That's the one. And he can do magic. The traveling chestnut stand. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yep. the creepiest Santa for this movie. He has they like veneers and like a weird like brown red like stain on his face that I think oh, it's yes. supposed to look like rosy cheeks, but it just looks like bad self-tanner. Uh-huh. Even his nose crinkle when he does the like the nose crinkle magic even that's creepy oh it's so creepy yeah this is like santa <laughs> would not fuck like santa, <laughs> when he's like watching them from like through like the glass doors at the end i'm like oh my god like if i, I saw know. that i'd be like nine one santa no yeah no you're a prowler you've become a prowler santa yeah, he's weird <laughs> anyway he does magic on her wish with his nose and the wish like flies up into the air and it's going to get granted later on because creepy father Christmas is going to make it happen. HBs, are you sick of waiting for the next Akashmer? I have a solution for you. A Dawn of Onyx by Kate Golden is a new adult enemies to lovers fantasy romance novel that has a combination of tropes that will hit everyone's catnip list. This book is for fans of heroines that come into their power. Caretaker scenes, morally gray men, found family, only one horse. That trope where the hero is all, touch her and you die. Forced proximity and tons of banter. The world building will seriously blow you away. And if you're also a fan of genuine female friendship, steamy trilogies, and swoon-worthy escapist fantasy, then this is a must-read. Book one is all about building that toe-curling tension. Here's the description. Arwen Vallandale never expected to be the brave one, offering her life to save her brothers. Now, she's been taken prisoner by the most dangerous kingdom on the continent and made to use her rare magical abilities to heal the soldiers of the vicious Onyx King. Arwen knows better than to face the ancient wicked woods that surround the castle on her own, which means working with a fellow prisoner 
might be her only path to freedom. Unfortunately, he's as maddening as he is cunning and seems to take twisted pleasure in playing on Arwen's deepest fears. But here, in the Onyx Kingdom, trust is a luxury she can't afford. To make it out of enemy territory, she'll have to navigate backstabbing royals, dark magic, and dangerous beasts. But untold power lies inside Arwen, dormant and waiting for a spark. If she can harness it, she might be able to escape with her life, and hopefully, her heart. One reader said, I was seriously blown away by how good this book was. Not only does it have an amazing combination of tropes, but also the author's writing style is so compelling I couldn't put it down. And Britt said, I loved everything about this book. If you loved the Plated Prisoner series, I highly recommend this. This slow-burn adult fantasy romance layered all of our favorite tropes so well. It didn't feel overwhelming, and the pacing is amazing. This book took so many twists and turns, and I loved the way the world-building was sprinkled throughout the whole story. I'm including Bylinks and Kate's website in the show notes, so after you pick up A Dawn of Onyx, make sure to follow her on social media so you don't miss book two. Meanwhile, Tad has taken Lindsay Lohan up to the top of a mountain. Um, he's tried to voice activate the trailer that the snowmobile is on. He's been like, snowmobile, get down. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, he takes her to like the most dangerous summit and he's going to propose. And he does. And it's beautiful. And there's like that yellow diamond, you know, canary yeah. one maybe. I actually, I thought the way he pro proposed to her was amazing. The one like, I can't put my finger on it, but maybe you can. I was like, oh my God. Like, that is so fucking smooth. Like, yes, Chad. Yeah. I'm honestly disappointed that he didn't record the whole thing. Like, he should have had, like, his, like, like if he was a real influencer, he would have had the stand all set up and, like. Thank but, you. That you was know. my note as well. I was like, no influencer worth their salt would do a proposal without filming it. Come right. on. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, and like the way that <laughs> the way that he had to go down to his knees with his snow boots on, like the ski boots. Oh, everything about it was perfect. It was amazing. The diamond was hideous. That is the worst ring I've ever seen. It was real bad. But... Yeah, but she loves it. It is too big, though. And she continues saying that out loud to him. It's too big. It's too big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Chekhov's, Chekhov's ring in there. Yeah. And so the same nose wind that did put that wish up into the air by creepy Father Christmas, that nose wind does create a wind storm on the top of the summit that then knocks Lindsay Lohan off of one side of the mountain and creates a vortex to hell? Yeah. That yeah, no, that was, that was, yeah, that was like Santa <laughs> casting control weather for like an hour. Because then later it's like a beautiful sunset. So yeah. this storm is like a very like like a small position storm. Oh yeah. Doesn't last very long. And I don't know why Santa decided to like have his character suffer or these people suffer and like mm -hmm. have like a traumatic head injury to mm -hmm. discover the meaning of Christmas. Like this is another reason that I actually think that the Santa in this movie is evil. 
Like, Ooh. I think he is the villain of this movie. <gasps> and he, cause he's so creepy. And everything right. he does is just like torturing the characters for no reason. Like, Tad's entire trauma <sighs> that he goes through where he nearly dies of hypothermia. And like, Tad's hero's it, journey was intense. It was so intense and it had like no purpose no. whatsoever. It was really just to make Tad suffer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, I hear you. It was like he literally, the, it wasn't just like he fell off the other side of the mountain. It was like the ground beneath him crumbled into a, like a shoots and ladders chute that took him into a glacial forest beyond. It was yes. nuts. It, it was nuts. nuts. There is a really great falling scene, though. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I think we can understand how Tad can't ski because, like, we just assume he's never done that before. But it also becomes clear that Lindsay Lohan's character can't ski. And she, her dad owns a ski resort. So this is where I have questions because it's never actually established, even later in the movie, when Jake is teaching Sierra how to ski. She, it's not clear whether she actually can or not. Mm -hmm. She's like, I mm -hmm. wonder if I'll remember. And then she does a very mediocre job. So yeah. Just, she does she does a job that roughly I would do on skis yeah. if, if one were to get me on skis again. <laughs> no, and like they clearly got like a stunt double, but the stunt double's not good at skiing either. So I don't know if they got like a okay. discount stunt, stunt double or <laughs> if it was meant to be just like some random extra being like, you want to ski down? Just do an adequate job. That's so Neither good. Neither too good nor too bad. <laughs> oh, we forgot to tell them about the car ride. I'm so sorry, listener. I have to back up a tiny bit before Tad's journey to another dimension. On the way up the hill in his SUV or whatever, Jingle Bell Rock comes on and Lindsay Lohan starts singing yes. to it. Uh, mean Girls reference. This and Easter then, egg. And then he's like, oh, it's a little pitchy, sweetie, which is like basically a stepbrother's reference. Yes. Where, like the, the evil like brother tells the caroling family that they're not doing a good job singing. Uh -huh. <laughs> I yeah. love that. And he like discourages her from singing and changes the channel to I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Honestly, Tad. <laughs> so, <great>. <laughs> <laughs> so on the money. I love this movie definitely does poke fun at itself a little bit. And I respect that, you know, like Same. they know what they're doing. No, I really liked it. I actually wish they had leaned into it a little bit more yes. because they were very sincere in places that did not require it. Yeah, and no, I think that also if they were going to mention that she was pitchy here, they do bring the singing back later when she's singing at the Christmas tree, mm -hmm. but they never, like, they don't actually have her sing or give a performance. And I think that is a missed opportunity for her yeah. to turn out to actually be an amazing singer and then have her say, Daddy, I can't take this job as VP of Atmosphere because I'm going to become a singer. I'm going to become a Christmas singer, exclusively a yes. Christmas singer. Yes. And like yeah. hosting, like, um, like the whole, like, um, charity revive like whatever they did to raise money yeah. for the inn i don't even know what that was it was like a ball nobody knew what that was actually, yeah just not a single invite, person give us money in outfits not but a I thought single she was person sing and perform for them like why that would be the perfect uh, they should have let me write this movie i know i know well here's the thing so apparently lindsay lohan had a conversation with the creators of the movie and she was like oh my gosh what if we did like a whole Jingle Bell Rock thing. And like we recreated the dance number. Oh my God, yes. But then it seems like something happened. I don't know what happened. And then later on she was like, and then I was like, oh no, you can't touch Mean Girls. Oh no. So I just like sang and then she did the cover of that song for the credits. 
Oh, her oh. performing at that Christmas benefit situation would have been that would have been perfect. That would have taken this movie to just like pure icon territory. Absolutely. Oh my god. Okay, so she is now she bonks her head hard <laughs> at the bottom of the mountain and she's passed out. She is mightily concussed. Okay. He is taking a couple of hotel guests on a one-horse open sleigh ride. That is of questionable safety. And this is what's so funny to me. is like that guy is like, is this thing even safe? And then yeah. like a piece of the trim falls off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is like the nicest sled. I've. It looks nicer than the sleighs that they use in Central Park or those carriages. Like Absolutely. that is a nice looking sled. There's nothing about that that would seem unsafe to me. And also uh-huh. like, how fast does this thing go? Like, what are you worried about happening? Right, right. And how far are you going? It can't possibly be that far away from the hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, God, you're worried about like having a five mile per hour accident with poor Balthazar, who's been starving to death and can barely hold this thing. <sighs> poor Balthazar has to work for no food. Anyway, so... <laughs> And when they cut to them on the sleigh, supposedly they are purportedly singing like jingle bells or something. And their lips are clearly being sung by more than three people. (laughs) Absolutely. And like their lips are not moving at the same rate as like the song. It's so good. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like they they filmed them singing and then they were like, ooh, this is bad. We need to dub over it. Yeah. (laughs) To not bother to match it up with the movie. Yeah. Hating this is what they said. Um, So now he looks over and he does see the absolutely atrociously concussed Lindsay Lohan, who, thank goodness, is in a bright pink snow outfit. And this is what makes me wonder if this is like an, a Mount Everest reference because they have that like one body on Mount Everest that they use as a waypoint in a neon green ski suit. And he's and oh. someone's like, oh, it better not be a dead body. And I'm like, that's fucking dark. <laughs> it's really dark. Yeah. I forgot that that person was in neon green, though. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, huh. it's like a very well-known way mark now. And they, like everyone's like, why don't they move the body? But it's just like like too dangerous to do so. No, no, no. Don't risk your life for that. That person lives there now. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he gets her and he takes her to a hospital and everybody finds out that she has amnesia. She has no idea who she is or whatever. And my husband, Michael, was cleaning the fish tank as I watched this section in the same room. And he got to witness the glory that was Lindsay Lohan saying, my name is, my name is, my name is. (laughs) And he goes, if there are three times in the script, you need to say it a different way each time. (laughs) I was like, Michael, you did not go to the Lindsay Lohan School of Acting and I will have you take several seats. Uh, It was so subtle. Like this was Oscar winning. (laughs) Like you really had to like look at like the change in like her eyes. Oh, yes. It's true. The thing pulling the most weight in the scene was her amazing gauze headband. Just, it was pure oh. fashion. There was no like compress underneath it. It was just no. gauze wrapped around in like a fashionable twist at a jaunty angle. 
It's true. For her, for her bruise on her head. Like, she doesn't have any, like, blood or anything. But, like, she still needed that gauze. Which, like, she hit that tree at the speed of three linebackers. Like, I was that, the, the mannequin or whatever it was hit that tree. And I literally shouted, oh, my God, that's dead. Like, it's I dead know. now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, share, share. Because, like, I am, like, going to protest against this movie. This is, like, causing me PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, so, okay. The other person pulling their weight in that scene was the incredible doctor who is just like shade for days. At one point, knockoff Chris Hemsworth says, oh, but she's awake. That's good. And she looks this man dead in the face. And she says, it depends on your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and we walk into the room with Lindsay Lohan just being an absolute nightmare. Like, don't touch me. Ah, get ah. Oh, God, it's so good. I do love that the sheriff is just like, well, I don't know if anyone will find her. It's the holidays, you know. And holidays like, times mean that people aren't going to be looking for their loved ones around the holidays. <laughs> like, not till January will anyone notice that she's missing. Back during nine to five business hours, they're so busy at those Christmas parties, Jen, that it's just going to slip their mind. So much eggnog, I think, yeah, might I mean, be this the is problem. A huge town, like it's just so easy just to not notice someone <laughs> missing. I know. Sure. I know he literally he literally says um I mean I could put her face on a missing persons website but, but it's the holidays he doesn't <laughs> he does absolutely nothing he's like I've got bigger fish to fry there might be a poacher <laughs> yeah. justice for Ralph Ralph forever we'll Ralph. get to it oh, oh my god, god. storyline there's a certain point in the movie where I'm like can we go back to what's going on and I have so many questions about Tad and Ralph I want an entire movie that's just Tad and Ralph having a snowed-in survival romance. Oh my god, Tad and Ralph. Like I'm I'm legitimately mad about this and I will have to talk about it later. Because yeah. this is when I thought his nefarious plan was starting. Because he's like, "Oh, I have a nefarious plan." No. No. <laughs> <laughs> almost no knock off chris hemsworth because oh, he's like yes, yes. oh i've got a little shabby place that she might be able to you know hang her hat at and and the, and the doctor and the sheriff are like sure that sounds reasonable just go home with the stranger we know this guy he's a absolutely. nice man yeah and the well the doctor she's like does your shabby ass in have room service though and <laughs> And he's like, uh, okay, I guess you can stay here. And the doctor goes, nope, nope, she may not. <laughs> well, I saw the food that they were trying to give her. And I think that's actually very relatable. Like Lindsay's like, no, I'm not going to eat this like corn. Absolutely. No, that was, that was her deciding moment. And I was fully behind her. I will yeah. go with a stranger before I eat that vegetable medley that has been steamed into oblivion. Yeah, and she already alienated everybody there at the hospital. Like, it was a done deal. <laughs> it's true. So now she's going to go to this shabby inn and alienate everybody there. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> he gives her clothes out of the lost and found bin. Lost and found, which presumably haven't been washed. And I've just been, like, <laughs> sitting there, like, gathering cobwebs and light. Oh, my God. It is mustier than that dusty angel we see. I don't what I'm wondering about is, like, we see this amazing gold, like, lame Christmas sweater, and then it is never featured again. I was really never. hoping for, like, a fashionable, like, redo, like you said, in the lobby with the onesie, but with her, like, modeling all of the lost and found clothes. 
And we got oh. nothing. We got the cool Aspen sweater, which actually looks really nice. And I would it's like great. to have one. No, absolutely. I wish I could make something like that. Alas. Yeah. Okay. But now we have to talk about Tad going to the ice fishing lodge because he has been, he's literally in the middle of nowhere. He's been taking selfie videos before his phone died. That's like, this is Tad Fairchild. And if you find my body, please upload this video. And then it like goes dark. Yeah. But he's in that crap forest with no cell phone, no cell tower service. I just, I, I also think it's very unbelievable that Tad doesn't have a backup battery on him and that his phone wasn't fully charged and ready to go. Like, mm. you're mm. right. Plot hole. You're right. I wonder if like he left it in the car. I'm giving this movie too much credit. You're yeah, right. That's right. It was in the crash <laughs> snowmobile. He had like five more chargers. <laughs> yeah. So he runs over, he sees this ice fishing cabin situation and we, this is when we meet Ralph and it was a pivotal moment, not only in the movie, but in my development as a human, frankly. Yes. Ralph is fantastic. He's getting his lures ready to get him some ice fishing going. And all of a sudden, Tad Fairchild comes in like a deranged Yeti. Like he just throws open the door and he's like, sanctuary. This was the best because I had no idea what was going on in this scene. I was like, where are they going with this? This plot, this is like not like a classic trope. Like this is just out of nowhere. I was so excited for this. Yeah. And this cabin had like, like so much electricity just in the middle of a frozen lake. I was just this. I thought it had to be magical. Like he'd gone to like a magical, like another realm. realm. Yes. And this is like a Santa's like elf workshop thing. And I don't know. I was really excited because I thought they were taking a very creative angle here. I know. I know. The one wonderful creatively thing they have done is um, Ralph does throw his entire box of lures at Tad's head and one does go through his eyebrow and it was delicious, frankly. Tad can't feel it because everything's numb. And then the most sexual thing in the movie happens. That is Tad walking over to Ralph, grabbing him by the chin and saying what's your name savior (laughs) and i was like oh my god it's on it's on tm ralph and tad forever hashtag ralph and tad i loved it i loved it because i I, like that snowed in trope where they like you meet like the grumpy survivalist (gasps) and then they like help keep you alive and like you melt their frozen heart and then they teach you how to like you know rough it in the wilderness I oh, know. it's so good. And then like later they have a scene where he's just like, oh my God, you're so strong. And he's like, don't worry about me. I got big feet. <laughs> I'm, and I'm obsessed. For no reason. I'm, I'm just, obsessed. I don't know if like they meant for that to just be Tad's like gay awakening, but I have to assume at this point that Tad is openly bisexual. I mean, he is an influencer. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. No, his whole life is out there. It's great. But I was hoping that it was Ralph's gay awakening. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Because Ralph... We know nothing about Ralph. Like, we're no. not giving his backstory. He is mysterious. Sexy, I want to know so beard. much more about Ralph. He, he's he got this caretaker in him that was freed when he came upon yes. Tad. What if Ralph was the real Santa and then he was replaced by evil Santa? <gasps> and he was exiled to the <gasps> South Pole, which is in this alternate dimension <laughs> on a frozen ice lake. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened yes that's yes. why this it's movie like, um, isn't right 
Yeah, it's Parent Trap, but with Santas. That was like the subplot, the, the B plot that kind of had to get cut for time. It did. It did. It's on the cutting room floor and they made bad choices. Fuck. I will be writing fanfic about this later. <laughs> I like it. You'll find it in the Patreon. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so wonderful. My note is what's your name savior is the most sexual line in this movie tad is a miracle husky and delicious <laughs> so delicious oh yeah i was like i like it because he's so unassuming at first and then you look closer and you're like i would hit that so hard uh-huh and yeah so would tad i mean tad is a very good looking man like he yeah. takes care of himself better than i do that's for damn sure oh, god. oh my yeah. god so, okay, so she wakes up and she's in the exact same position, except that instead of a silk eye mask, she does have a Christmas sock over her eyes. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I found that so funny, but I was like, you did it. You worked. On, it worked. <laughs> you <Yes>. got me. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a poor man's version. They don't have sleeping masks for poor people. You can only no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. She meets Avi at this point, the daughter, and she they hmm, avi names her after one of her stuffed wolves and i don't know what kind of symbolism that is like was that her welcoming sierra into the pack like i don't i don't know what it was but it oh, felt i like that i like that monumental you know what i mean yeah well i also love that she names her sarah which is mm -hmm. like literally the same name as sierra and it doesn't <laughs> trigger anything she's not like oh sarah that sounds so familiar huh sarah sierra nope she's just like oh that's a nice name Sarah's a great name meanwhile she passed over frankie okay frankie is what? the obvious choice when given the option come on and it almost makes me wonder whether Lindsay Lohan has played a character named frankie or something like mm. if that was another what those names were references to something I should have looked that Wonder. up. I'm going to get my Google machine out later. But can we talk about how shabby this hotel is that they all like they mm. don't even have heating. They have to have these enormous fireplaces in mm. every bedroom to heat them. Mm. <laughs> like the amount of wood that goes into like heating this room. <laughs> Knockoff Chris Hemsworth is basically shouting like it's atmospheric all over the place. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and you know it's a shabby hotel because it's only one story apparently oh wow i did not open clock the windows that. and like there's just people outside the windows not like a view of a pool it's true yeah it's the same family every morning as if they're like <laughs> stuck in a twilight episode okay so then they talk about avi's dead mom and they bond over having dead moms and it's really sweet lindsay lohan says one of the most charming things she says in the movie at all and that is Avi says, I can't tell you, you'll think it's weird. And she goes, I don't even know my name. There's nothing weirder than that. <laughs> it's so I can't sweet. Think of thing weirder. <laughs> yeah. And then my next note is this shot of the ladies in the pool again is hilarious. I'm um, loving it. Yeah. And then she goes out and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I know that you cook breakfast for your guests every morning, but I'm perfectly capable of making my own breakfast. And I think this was real. Jen? Yeah, no, this is her actually <laughs> trying to cook breakfast. I think they threw Lindsay Lohan into that scene and said, let's see what happens. <laughs> and then this absolute fucking gold came out of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> she, she pours like, it. She cook an omelet, like however you would do it at home. And oh, she's like, I got, I got this. I got no it. No worries. Step aside, <laughs> producers. Throws it on the pan. <laughs> also, the idea that they've cooked breakfast. This is a B and B. They've cooked breakfast for this. I don't know how many like rooms are in this hotel. It looks quite large from the exterior shot. Yeah. And there's several. There's a whole like a bunch of families sitting there. But they've done it all on two hot plates. <laughs> For some reason, like all of it, they uh-huh. don't have a dish like a dish machine or like anything. It's just like a like a bar area that they set up hot plates on. Nope, two hot plates in a dream. Really, that's what the whole hotel is. Oh, hey, HBs! I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as five dollars a month, you get over a hundred and fifty bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron. Videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so then he's like, why don't you have a seat, sweetie darling? And she's like, I think that's a good idea. This is when Avi convinces her to eat bacon, which I was like, Avi, like, I know you're young, but I like, this is, I don't know. I don't know. Jewish. Like they don't even discuss the idea that she might have religious reasons for not eating bacon. Like if she says she doesn't eat bacon, like, oh my God. And they're like, you must not be from around here. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, is it just that like, they don't think poor people can be vegan or like, (laughs) there's a lot, there was a lot of coded thing. I was like, this is offensive to me. It it was okay. I'm glad. Cause I was like, I think I'm like being a snowflake right now. You know what I mean? But I was just like, Avi, no. (laughs) If that was my kid, I would have been like, leave her alone. (laughs) Yeah. This is definitely like pandering to that, uh, to that crowd, you know, Mm. like, you know, yeah. like all of these Christmas movies just have like a little bit of that, like we're pandering to the, we're a little conservative and we believe <laughs> that red meat is the only way to go crowd. <laughs> I get it. No, I totally. It. Totally. I mean, and- these are just like rewrapped, like inspirational romances. That, instead of God, they have Santa that plays the same role. So yeah. I understand what the market is for it. But this was like a little heavy handed. I just, you know, they went too hard on it. Yeah. And frankly, same amount of penis, which is a problem. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, man. Netflix, I know you can go harder than this. I've seen it. I know. Yeah. We with my eyeballs. All right. We have. I mean, I'd like to see more. Yeah. Well, I've seen Boys Kiss on Netflix this year. Thank you. 365 mm-hmm. Forever and Ever or, or you know, Reloaded or whatever the fuck that movie was called. <laughs> the final, the final 365. The final. <laughs> it better final not be way. the final one. Better not be. 
there better be a whole HEA movie no, where we just watch the three of them bang going forever. <laughs> they're gonna milk. They're gonna milk that lack of plot for all it's worth. They have to, right? God like just them. if only for me. Yeah, <laughs> more Why not, not sex. I mean, that is like the easy. Like they are printing money, and all they don't even <laughs> yes. have to pay script writers. No, no, they do have to buy the rights to a lot of music. But they produced for that last movie, the last two yeah. movies, they wrote 25 songs just for that movie. All of the money that they <laughs> could have spent on an actual script, they truly on hiring one person to make a bunch of nonsense R&B songs. <laughs> truly. I am so happy for them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my God. They're living their best fucking lives. They really are. <laughs> oh, and, th- and he says, I feel like I've met her before. And we're like, yeah, Jake, you think? Don't mess. about these gigantic boobs is oh. bring, ringing a bell. <laughs> okay. Can't put my finger on it. I don't know what's happening. All right. So now we're back at the ice hut and Ralph's truck is just not working. Period. The end. No questions asked. Ralph is just like, well, I guess we got to hike for two days through the snow drifts <laughs> and he's very excited about it he's like, i mean very cheerful he's like well this is gonna be a fun adventure if i had some forced proximity with a hot little number like tad i oh, might yeah. hike two days in the snow drifts okay like, and we're gonna have to huddle for warmth oh boy are they and this is when oh, okay what's my note okay it might be later but oh no what happens right now is that he offers to cook fish for Tad. And Tad's like, no, 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 no. Fish are pets that are in my saltwater aquarium. And so this man just throws a hatchet at Tad's face. Tad manages to catch it. Thank the goddesses of everything. And he says, what's this for? And Ralph says, I don't know. Hurl it at a squirrel. Uh, there's a lot of like anti-vegan sentiment in this movie all right like first they're trying to get ralph to eat something that he sees as a pet or not ralph tad and then they have Liz eating bacon and i'm like this is just so rude (laughs) no squirrels were harmed in the making of that movie (laughs) yeah because then later i do think he has like well no because then tad eats beans later they never actually show tad eating any yeah fish which is fine yeah 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 no fish and no um no hunting for Tad, shockingly. <laughs> no, we don't get to see Tad use the axe. There's no montage of him learning to be a survivalist. Oh Again, missed opportunity. Hurl this then, at a squirrel is one yeah. of my favorite movie lines of all time, I think. I feel like if he had learned all these survival skills, like he and Ralph actually could have like had like a, well, we're going to stop being influencers and we're going to be survivalist influencers. And they mm-hmm. could just like film all these videos and like, a montage at the end over the credits of them doing oh. survivalist stuff in this town. I don't know. It's, That's actually it's where credits. I thought this was going too, because during the bean scene, Tad offers to help Ralph make a survivalist blog. Yeah, I thought they were going to become like buddies, and, sexual uh, buddies. Yes, lovers. And then Tad somehow ends up with what's his name? Oh, Terry? I can't even talk like, about no- it. I'm like, I'm sorry, they were just like, well, now that Tad is is purportedly gay, because I guess he wasn't before, now we're just going to put him with the only other person who's also a little bit, like, gay-coded. Yeah. It's just, I was like, I feel like this is offensive, but I can't quite put my finger on it. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Kind of like how they killed off the Latina mom and, like, all of the other, like, people of color were, like, having roles where they, like, 
kind of looked a little like goofy. I'm like, yeah. mm, something about this just feels a little ambiguously racist, but it's right. just so subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're trying, but did you notice that all the people of color are only there for exposition? Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. They're there, but they don't have any personalities and they don't get any good lines. And they're so thankful for the knockoff Chris Hemsworth. Mm, yes. So thankful for him. Okay, so now they're like, oh, we can't afford a housekeeper. And Lindsay Lohan's like, has anybody, has anybody called for me? No? Well, the doctor said I should do normal things, but I don't know what she means. And then both the grandma and knockoff Chris Hemsworth are like, mm, I see what we can do. We are going to press her into service. <laughs> I would like to know how they have been running this B&B. Like, the no wonder the place is feeling they do not have anyone to clean the room. So who's cleaning the rooms? The child? What? Is this like a... Is Alejandra, the, the grandmother, doing it? Like, again, feels a little racist that they're Does having it? the Latina people be the ones to clean the rooms because Jake sure isn't. He's out there, like, skiing to kind of, like, get investing, like, from Beaumont. Yeah. And he's running this, like, he's starving Balthazar. Yeah, and he's running Balthazar into the ground. God, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I think this place deserves to fail. Like, it is poorly managed. <laughs> it is. It is. Thank goodness she's going to fix that at the end. Um. Okay, so then there's a whole scene of her, like, WWEing a fitted sheet and getting her ass kicked. Which is actually pretty relatable, I mean, Relatable content, yes, absolutely. She gets attacked by a toilet at another point. So then Tad is dying on the hike, and this this is our favorite scene, I think, probably. Tad is (laughs) dying on the hike, and he theatrically throws himself down into the snow, and he says, I'm dying! save yourself and then ralph goes oh no i'll I'll get you buddy and he comes back over and he man handles some snowshoes onto tad which he had the whole time he had these the whole time yep and like he pulls his leg and tad's like oh and he puts the snowshoe on and then he pulls on his other leg and tad's like oh and he puts that snowshoe on and tad's like but what about you and he winks at him and he says, don't worry, I've got big feet. I just, I don't understand why include that if you're not going to take it somewhere, you know? I think I know. that they maybe had a storyline that involved more of Ralph and they had to cut it. Maybe somebody objected to this, felt it was too sexual. For I don't point. know. I don't know. But they did, a, did, they did me wrong. They did a wrong personally to me. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. follow this through. I was like, this is about to be the best Christmas movie I've ever seen. Like, this is like a sleeper hit because Seriously. it's not about the A story. It's about the B story. Tad yeah. and Ralph were about to make me believe in miracles. And I'm Jewish. So I was <laughs> like, this is... I believe in Christmas now. And then he comes back and takes the chestnut stand back from Santa. And they, right. like, they save the town. He reclaims the North Pole and everything is right again. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, like, promise of the premise, Netflix. Okay? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Ugh. Know so, your audience. Yeah. Yeah. So he does find the aftermath of her putting the entire bottle of laundry detergent into a washer accidentally. And he does a grumpy at her face a tiny bit. Except all he says is, this is the last thing I need right now. Which, like... That's he fair. 
had somebody who's like he I, <laughs> recovering from a traumatic head injury let him just go wild like cleaning his whole hotel for him for free and then he's complaining she does a poor job when he gave her zero training like again yep. jake jake and creepy santa are the villains of this movie <laughs> um, at this point i wrote a note like how old is jake but do we think by the way because oh. i do like that like he looks like he's a little bit younger than her and so i think yeah. it's kind of sexy that they went for the age gap here that she's clearly a little older i clocked him at like 28 29 yeah yeah I so he had his was, kid young yeah. I don't know if we're just supposed to believe that she's also that age, but I, I don't. I think she I looks don't. fabulous for 40 and super hot. And I think that <laughs> she deserves like a hot young stud, just not Jake because he sucks. Yeah. Yeah. A hotter one, a hotter, better one is all. Yeah. All right. So then she goes out and she mopes to Balthazar, the starving horse. And she says, <laughs> she says, I'm just a useless person. I'm a, a useless human and I have no skills. And then she's like, I'm going to try to go get some wood, see if I can manage that. And he hears her moping at poor Balthazar. Then she does fall with all the wood in her hands. And he sits down next to her and he's like, hey, I'm sorry about saying that true thing I said out loud earlier. I didn't even say it about you. I just said that it was an inconvenience that had happened to me personally, Jake, dummy Jake. Uh, but I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, also, we do learn at this point, I believe it's here where we learn that he actually also used to live in New York City as a salesman. And he <gasps> only married into this family. And like, the reason he has a hotel is because he married the family that had like built this. Yeah, yeah, family. yeah. But like, he had nothing to do with the initial success of this hotel. No. And he's just some sales guy, which we've already established is like <laughs> a bad guy in this movie. Because the idea that Chad was in sales was so offensive to him. So terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So then they like, they go to a Christmas. Oh, because she says, it's just that nobody's looking for me. That's why I'm mad. I apparently don't have anybody in the world who cares about me. Well, it's and the holidays after all. It's the holidays though, you know, <laughs> so busy. <laughs> um, people might be in Cancun or something for the holidays. I don't know. And he's like, let's go to the magical Christmas tree lighting where many humans will be. And so maybe you will be able to see your humans. I don't know. It's worth a shot. Oh, that's why they went. That was that's not weird to me. I, I had like, to rewind it. No, I rewound it to figure it out. This is where evil Santa gives her a snow globe and does rub it in Jake's face that he's too poor to buy that bespoke sleigh. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Go away, pours. <laughs> you can have your snow globe, and that's all. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Because, like, the snow globe is meant to sort of like trigger her memory, but then it actually serves no purpose. None at all. <laughs> she vaguely has a memory of a beautiful woman giving her a snow globe. And so that must be her mother, which I thought was an excellent choice for this character. Um, like, she doesn't actually have the memory, but because the woman was beautiful, had to be her mom. Good stuff. Well, also, I was just watching that. I'm like, that's not what Lindsay Lohan looks like as a child. We know what she looks like as a child. Couldn't they splice in some parent trap footage here? I like, know. I know. Yeah. Uh, so then I think they go back to the lodge or something. And oh, no, he encourages her to sing at the tree lighting. 
because he is the anti-Tad, which is what makes and me mad. Kind of like, she just mumbles the song a little yeah. bit louder. <laughs> yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> um, so inspirational. I know. <laughs> so that night, she, t- oh God, they like do an awkward, I guess I'll uh, uh, go to bed now. <gasps> it's been such a long day. And then she calls him back and he's like very eager to come back and talk to her. And she says, Jake, I don't think I've ever met anyone like you before because I know I would remember it. Amnesia. She doesn't remember her own name. That's that's not how medicine works, though. You know, like medically speaking, that's not how that would work. (laughs) I think we can conclude that Lindsay does not have medical training in this movie. Mm. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was a little magical. I thought that was actually a pretty smooth line, though. It was. no absolutely it touched me just a little bit i was like oh that's kind of sweet i know and like if the goal was getting into his pants good work you you did it Lindsay. like pants and heart right in that one line but now she's like getting the hang of this being a regular person thing and she wakes up happy and she makes her own bed and he does the thing where the dude comes around behind the lady and holds onto her hand while she tries to do a manual thing and she's like i'm helping yeah she does flip a pumpkin pancake for breakfast great job and you know that how many takes that scene took (laughs) oh my god so so many pancakes just were offered to the pyre that was those hot plates in this trying to get this shot (laughs) offered to the pumpkin pancake gods that took more training than anything else in this movie so good yeah and like he's on the guitar and they're having a family christmas carol sing-along and like that's not real is it i I don't know i mean there's a point when they're also like cutting snowflakes together like this the reason this hotel is doing so poorly is they're spending a lot of time (laughs) doing a lot of (laughs) unnecessary family building activities Indeed. even though we're also told that it's been two years since he's even smiled so he's just yeah. miserably going along with these like wonderful holiday family <laughs> building exercises yeah. pouting with tears in his eyes yeah one of those is a, a gingerbread house making a gingerbread house and i think that this was in Lindsay lohan's writer because she gets to put icing all over his face and then in retaliation, he just throws marshmallows at her. And like, that's not an appropriate response. That is not a, a commensurate response to icing in the eye. And Lindsay yeah. Lohan was just like, if it's goopy, it doesn't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. happening. And you know what? Fair. Like, fair. Yeah. Also, the fact that he's just like wasting these marshmallows. He's so poor. He can't run this place. But he's just throwing, like, wasting marshmallows. Like, I was so offended. God. Oh my God. And they're going all over the floor of his hotel. He doesn't even have a housekeeper. So who's cleaning up these marshmallows? Mm-hmm. I you know he's making her clean them up. <laughs> she, she's like, ooh, that's the cutscene. She's like on all fours, crawling around on the ground, being like, of course, I'll pick up these marshmallows for yes. you. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, another out. Okay. Listen, this is where he saves her on skis. And he does yeah, like a he decides to put her on skis after recovering from a concussive head injury <laughs> incurred by while skiing, which is so kind of him. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know if she can ski, but he still takes her up to the top. Let's get you another one of those just charming TBIs. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yes. 
And then we also <laughs> do still don't know whether Lindsay's character ever learned to ski in the first place. Yeah, no, absolutely not. He saves her. They fall together. Then they keep making eyes at each other. She says goodbye to some patrons as if she owns the place and like runs it with him. And he gets a boner like from here to Texas. I'll tell you that much. He's yeah. he's fl- flying that flag. Wooey. He's like, she can work the front desk and housekeeping. Oh, mm. my dream what's, woman. What's better in a woman? I can't wait to replace my dead wife with her already. <laughs> oh, my God. Because then, like, she has that touching scene with Alejandra, which I think you're probably about to get to. But, yeah. like, the full, like, Mother Gothel, where she's like, my daughter's been dead two years, but I can't wait for her to replace her immediately. Seriously. She's like, you're, <laughs> my daughter is beautiful, but you're beautiful, too. You're so beautiful. <laughs> yeah Yeah. it's great stuff okay so now this is also when the mother-in-law is like in's in trouble we need monies and stuff and Lindsay lohan is like putting something away and she does find a dusty angel tree topper that he was like looking at meaningfully earlier and then he put into a drawer and he comes in and she's like oh what's this it's so pretty and he says that's my my dead wife and I bought it together and I'm just, oh, oh, it's dead wife stuff. <laughs> I started laughing at this because I was watching this with my roommate and he's like, what do you mean they bought it together? Like they split it like $5 each. Right? Like, well, we know San- we know creepy Santa really up prices his product. <laughs> so the chestnut stand was charging a minimum of $20 for this angel. But you know that Jake made his dead wife split the cost with him because he's a cheap motherfucker. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, listen, they do a toy drive where one of the people of color who have tiny roles get to tell her how amazing Jake is and how thankful she is for him. She's just like woodenly reciting these lines like, this is my role. I have no backstory. I'm just a person here to tell you how great Jake is. And then we look at the camera pans over to Jake and he's just like, they're like, Jake, we need to help sort out some stuff over here. And he's just putting... He's just playing Jenga with like <laughs> he is <laughs> like the most useless, most useless man we've ever seen. Yeah, he's uh, like the, and like the tower's already been built. He's like taking the packages out from underneath the bottom <laughs> of the tower. He's making it worse. It's true. Yeah, and the lady's like, I just wish that we as a town could show Jake how much we love and appreciate him. And uh, Lilo goes home with him, and then there's a mistletoe scene. Of course, we've got to have a mistletoe scene. And he says, we are standing under the mistletoe. And Lindsay Lowe's hand says, yup, we are. Well, and I like how like it's, he clearly hung up the mistletoe. It's his in, so he knew it was there. Yeah. He's clearly orchestrated this whole thing and then act surprised. And she, like... <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, I have to hand it to her. She doesn't even try to act. Like the look of repulsion on her face that is supposed yeah. to look like, like lust is just, I had to rewind that and watch it multiple times because she just cringes. This grimace she, happens yeah, on her face. Was supposed, it was supposed to be a look of like, oh, I want to, but I can't. But it really just looked at her being like, oh my God, I would oh, never. Is mistletoe. Oh, hooray. <laughs> so they lean in. But then Jake's like, we shouldn't be doing this. You could be with someone and not remember. And she's like, oh, phew, because seriously, she runs away. And I think she's going to go and like be angsty in her room. But she just has the, the most serene smile on her face. And she just puts her little hands under her 
cheek and she's just going to lay down for a bit and relax. And I was like, that is not the face of a woman who just got turned down for a kiss she wants. <laughs> I don't understand. She, did not, she was like, oh, another night and I don't have to kiss Jake. <sighs> <laughs> okay. So now her plan because of in having a problem and knowing the history of the inn and knowing how much the town owes Jake. She's like, we're going to have a Christmas party. At and the Christmas reason they're party. able to do this, though, is that they have saved all of their guests. Alejandra has saved all of their guest data from the last three years, which, by the way, is an enormous 30. PCI compliance. 30. 30 years. This is an enormous violation of PCI compliance laws. Like quite. every year, if you work in a hotel, you have to take this tutorial. It's basically like you cannot save any guest data. Like you basically yeah. it's a huge violation. It's supposed to be completely wiped. And they've just decided to save it all. And it's not unethical to take all of this information that has like full addresses and just like use that information to benefit themselves. I know. I know. We did not know that Alejandra was a privacy hating dragon who just yeah. sits on her pile of resources. It's great stuff. Yeah. I mean, this hotel is just going to get shut down for violations at this point. I mean, later on, when she's actually getting reservations, she's literally writing them down with a pencil. So, like, I don't think anybody could find out. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. Mm, maybe that's the other reason why things are in the shitter. Jake, you've not invested into this hotel at all. They have no staff whatsoever. And the, the three people in this family that are running it don't know what they're doing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And Jake is like, no way. I am, I am a white man. And so I can give charity to anyone in the town, but I'm not going to ask them for any help. And he literally says, I'm not going to let them think that I need a handout. Jake, is that how you see everyone you help? Wow. wow. Yeah, that's another very heavy handed, like, you know, just anti-welfare coding Whoa. right there. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Like it's the amazing. worst possible thing you can do is accept charity. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And so, and then she's like, but Jake, you can't give up on the inn. Think of all the memories you have here. And this man looks her dead in the face and he says, what do you know about memories? What do you even know about memories? Oh my God. Now that is good script writing. I was like, that is the coldest bird ever. <laughs> Did Tad write this burn. line? Because it actually doesn't make sense, but it is so mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store, did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition Marriage of Convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter. 
with the help of HB Gen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious, it's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Now, then another thing happens that doesn't make any sense because she does run out and he runs after her and she stops like she had been planning to stop the whole time. And then he says, it's not you. Well, no, it is you. It's just that you're making me feel things that I haven't felt in a really long time. And I'm just afraid of making new memories, even with someone like you. And (laughs) like I, I, everything about it was just great. Everything about it was just delicious. Like Mm. he, he could have put a pause in there any place and it would have helped. And Lindsay Lohan, the only thing she has to do in this movie is periodically make her eyes well up with tears. And she's on it. She's on it. And honestly, so is Jake. I, I even wrote a note. I was so impressed oh. that they had this reaction shot when Alejandra's talking to him. And she's basically like, you need to go out there and like, you know, move on with your life. And they used the same reaction shot of him with like the tears in his eyes three times. <gasps> like He was so proud that he mustered these tears. Oh my God. I did not like, clock this is gonna that. be in my Oscar footage. I need to make sure <laughs> that everyone sees that I am sad and pouting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I'm thinking about my dead wife of only, it's only been two years, by the way. Like it takes a lot of time to process that kind of grief. And the mom and the daughter already like move on. And oh he's already God. like, he couldn't even like go buy a new angel for the tree. He yeah. has to use the same angel that he bought with his dead wife and have a new <laughs> woman put up that angel with him. Like that and, is fucked. And Alejandra is peeing herself with glee over this. Oh yeah. She's, She's like, like, I so can't excited. wait to have a new daughter. <laughs> Can't wait for my daughter's memory to be completely replaced by this woman I met four days ago. If I was his dead wife, whose name, by the way, is never mentioned, like doesn't have a name, livid, I would be haunting the fuck out of the family. I'd be like, "How dare you replace me so quickly? You've already forgotten me. You don't say my name." My daughter's like, "Time to move on, Daddy." My mom is like, "Wow, you're more beautiful than my daughter." And my husband who is already falling in love with this woman he just met and is taking our angel and hanging it on the uh-huh. tree and having her. her literally he comes out and he says um because she's gonna leave and she says there's been a change of plans and he comes out and he says yes there has been there has been a change of plans and he's holding that angel and he says yeah. please stay and help me put the angel on the top of the tree you're the only person i would want to do this with jake Oh my Are god. You, there's not one other person you'd rather be here to put the angel on the top of the tree and, and is she or is she not the mother of your child? <laughs> like what the I'm fuck, like, dude? This is the worst <laughs> betrayal. Like he that is like so fucking cold. So Ooh, cold. It's good. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, Jake is the most evil person in this movie. It's so good. Um Okay, so now he's like, also, am totally on board with party. Let's make some flyers together. And then 
we finally cut back to Tad. I oh, know. Listener, it's point, been too I've long. I like multiple notes of like, where is Tad? What's going on with Tad? I'm so How's sick Tad? of this main storyline. I'm very stressed <laughs> out that Tad is dead because yes. we haven't heard from him in so many days. And turns out he's just eating spicy beans. He's eating beans by the fire. I don't know. I don't know. Was this like a Blazing Saddles callback? I, I don't know what they but were like doing in a different so way by this scene. I, I, I don't just know. Had a lot of questions. It was weird that like the beans were that spicy, and that Tad, who is supposedly like if he's an influencer, he's probably like been out to a lot of like fancy restaurants, and we all yeah. like I'm sure he has like a pretty developed palate because mm-hmm. he's into like fancy food so how has he not eaten spicy food before i just i don't know it doesn't track i don't know and this is where he offers to make ralph the survival blog and i was certain about it but i should have known when they when they did this bean thing that like there was no sex to be had here and no. i didn't know i was like yeah. surely netflix wouldn't do that to me surely they're like let's what's the most unsexy food that someone could be eating how about spicy beans spicy Just so beans. That you know that there is no butt sex occurring think about how things. they're gonna smell later you you guys yeah. yeah just yeah just so you know that even after we cut away from the scene it's not sexy Ugh. i didn't realize it i was i was just so hopeful is what i was now alejandra the grandmother buys Lindsay lohan a slutty red dress and I liked it. I know. I was like, all right, Granny, get your son laid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And that dress, she looked fucking fabulous in that dress. Oh, my God. Her boobs were, I was just like, I can see it. It's one of those, we, a lot of times in movies where they have the the main character come down in their, like, transformation makeover yeah. dress. I'm like, it's, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Like, they look fabulous the rest of the movie. But in this one, I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I would fall in love with her wearing this dress. For and then sure. they immediately cover it up with like this hideous baggy sequin blazer. Um, I've never been more angry at a garment in my life. Like, and it's not even that's covering up her amazing rack. It's just so ugly. It doesn't match the rest of the outfit. It was the wrong choice. Everything about it. And you know, like my, my favorite thing though, is that she comes, she makes sure to make her entrance in just the spaghetti strap red. Mm-hmm. My boobs are, you know, just on a shelf right here for you dress. And then afterwards, she puts on this terrible sequin blazer situation. And I was like, you know what? At least she knew, you know, she knew how good she looked. And she was going to make sure that Jake saw her in just the dress at least one time. I know. But like, honestly, for the rest of us watching this movie, why? 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 Like, was it too slutty? Were they like, oh, no, like, it's not wholesome if we show how, um, like, then don't cast Lindsay Lohan. Like, don't put someone that hot in your movie if you're not going to use her to her yeah. fullest extent. Yeah. Get, give me the shoulder footage, Netflix. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. Very, anyway. I'm offended. I'm offended. I know. He says she looks beautiful. And then they have this awkward moment because Alejandra, who is, I guess, the best wing grandma ever, is like, <laughs> Avi, come make fictional hors d'oeuvres with me. Uh, bye. <laughs> and takes the daughter out of the room. So they end up trying out the dance floor. And she says, oh, I bet people will be coming soon. And he says, is it weird if I say I don't really want them to? And then they almost kiss. But then the gregarious mayor walks in 
and his voice booms across the dance floor because the whole town is here now. Yes. And it's time to have a party. I do like that they explained the fact that everybody was late is that they were all stuck behind a snowplow, which, you know, again, from a writing perspective, I was like, you know what? I buy it. Like, Fair. you've answered, you've filled in this plot hole sufficiently enough for me to be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then she says that he needs to do a speech. And she apparently has not spoken to him about said speech at all, even though this is supposed to be a sneaky fundraiser. Right. Uh, he's like, I have no idea what I would say. And, and how many like, days? We know how many days they had to prepare for this. Like, oh, how many days have passed? I don't the know. The fundraiser. I don't know. I feel like two, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So like, Enough. Did, I mean, they technically had time to prepare a speech and everything. And I don't yeah. They didn't talk about it. I don't know. I mean, the whole fundraiser thing is a pretty cheesy plot line, but I, I honestly can't even be mad about it because it's the exact same plot line that I used for Midnight Duet, where <laughs> you have to see the house by holding a charity concert. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to let this slide here. Yeah, but at least there's an actual activity that people are paying money to see. Right, yeah. You and know, also, what is the dress code of this event? Because there were some of those guests showed up in full black tie, ball gown attire. Like a one tuxedo. lady was in her wedding dress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were like, that was the couple that has initially said that they were too poor to stay there. So then they've clearly like made it rich now. Yeah. So I actually had a lot of questions about their characters. Like they put the as extras, like put the effort into their backstories. They came up with the whole thing. They did. Everybody else just showed up in like, like business casual office wear and like a Carhartt jacket. Yes. No, she was dressed in her wedding dress. He was dressed like Mr. Peanut and everybody was working it. It was nuts. So he like doesn't even say out loud that the inn is having trouble. He's like, there's a situation with the uh, uh, inn. And then like a random dad from town is like, oh God, let's make this stop. Let's put this fucker out of his misery. And so he comes out of the crowd and is like, you gave my absolutely tragic son ski lessons for years and I never paid you. So here's some monies for payment times. And Jake's like, oh my God. And it's actual parchment paper. Like it's like, it seems like these checks are like, they took the paper out of the front of like Bibles that were in uh -huh. an old hotel. And like, they're so flimsy. I don't know what's happening. Um, and then the, <laughs> the couple is like, you didn't charge us for our honeymoon when we were poor. And now he, he's dressed like Mr. Peanut. So like, open up your pockets. Um, and then the mayor's like, not only am I making a personal contribution, but uh, this is now a historical landmark. Yeah, this is what is interesting to me. is like he lets these people donate all this money. And then he's like, by the way, you didn't even need to do this because we could have easily just designated this as a historical landmark this entire time. A very simple solution that, that could have been arranged. Like if you like, yeah. you know, like, we could have solved this problem. Like the money just seems superfluous at that point. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we can use this money for renovations. Okay. Great. Great Maybe stuff. Maybe hire a housekeeper. <laughs> Jen, stop talking sense. All right. Don't <laughs> don't do that. Not in this house. I have a Tad and I have a business plan for this hotel. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We're turning it around. Yeah. Oh, meanwhile, the dad has come home a while ago and he's like, I'm sorry, nobody's seen my daughter in four fucking days. What's happening yeah. around here? And at the sheriff's, oh my God, now we go back to the sheriff's office because he has found Ralph's note that says, 
We're hiking to the road in the pass. Please save us. Ralph. Also makes no sense. Like, <laughs> why, why? Did he want to be saved? Like, I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I, I thought it was a, a random, like, uh, excursion that Ralph planned so that he could worm his way into Tad's heart. And apparently not. Apparently they're just disaster assholes. I don't know. But like if Ralph knew that he was wanted for the horrific crime of, quote, poaching on government land, which we actually never see happen. Was the ice no. fishing supposed to be poaching? I don't. I don't think that's poaching. Maybe. Listen, fishermen, get at us. I don't uh, know enough about fish and wildlife law. But yeah, I thought that we, was just for mammal, like land animals. Where, where do you po Like, where do you go hunting then if not government land? private land yeah uh I'm so confused. yeah well but so maybe it's just having to do with like permits and seasons you know so so they've spent like all of their one share of resources uh -huh. trying to track down this man who didn't pay for a fishing permit yeah that's the one yeah that sounds he's right re recurring like recurring <laughs> uh, like he's got a known record mm -hmm. of not paying for his fishing permit yeah he's and a criminal where they need to put him in handcuffs so they bring Ralph into the sheriff's office in handcuffs and Tad is flitting around behind him being like, this man is a hero. He saved my life. You cannot arrest him. He needs a medal. Like he is he is going so hard for Ralph's honor. And the dad is like, oh, hello, I'm here too. The fuck, man? Where's my daughter? Yeah. And Tad's yeah. like, I don't know. And the sheriff's like, don't worry, everyone. I know where she is. And so they go, oh, and then Tad tells the dad that they're engaged and Ralph is forced to put all of his feelings aside and congratulate Tad on his engagement to another person. Right. And yeah, I thought no, that was just so cruel. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And then Tad just like abandons him. He's like, don't lock him up. Bye. Don't e they don't even like exchange numbers, nothing. And also it just did not track to me that like Tad doesn't even mention that his fiance is like, possibly dead yeah until we see the dad be like where's my daughter and then you see like the amazing acting from the guy who plays tad like yeah the, that quick second like oh fuck yep. i forgot about my fiance <laughs> because i was so in love with ralph and i might be held criminally liable for her potential death oh i know it's because of that nose wind that evil santa did tad just, honestly the, the man who played tad deserves every award because that was some subtle that he was doing everything with he was. the very little that they gave him he was he was making the most of it uh so then so then ralph just like shouts on his way out the door let's keep in touch when really he wants to be shouting like love watching you walk away yeah. but he can't yeah. i love <sighs> you and then Todd turns around and is like, I love you too. And he runs yes. back and no, that doesn't happen. They cut it out. <sighs> so they go to the party. And as a uh, knockoff, Chris Hemsworth is introducing Sarah. The dad says, Sierra. And it's like this name that sounds totally different has suddenly triggered all of my memories. And my name, huh, have name is Sierra. Like, oh my God. And then she looks at Tad and she says, who are you? And he says, your fiance and puts the ring back on her finger. And then she's like, and she's like, and I'm your daughter. And the dad's like, yeah, yeah, you are. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then she's like, so I was skiing and then I fell and then I bumped my head and then I ended up here with you, Jake, with you. 
And the dad also does one of the best lines in the movie because he goes, I have no idea what has transpired here, but it does seem like you've taken good care of my daughter. <laughs> As they're just staring longingly into each other's eyes. <laughs> I have no idea what has transpired here. Uh, <laughs> gotta yeah. go. I mean, the dad is actually probably the most, like, realistic character in the movie. Like, he's yeah. just trying to run his business. He's trying yeah. to, like, help out his daughter with a little friendly nepotism because he knows that she's kind of useless at this point. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the only person who's, like, legitimately concerned that my daughter is missing and possibly dead. Like, mm -hmm. no one else is taking this seriously. And, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think, I think it's completely understandable. Yeah. And the next morning, nobody can recognize her because she's made her bed. She doesn't want the fancy Milan onesie. She wants to make her own breakfast instead of eating yeah. caviar in the morning. That's not a thing, right? I, I mean, can't eat caviar for breakfast, right? I don't think that she, I didn't really get the impression that she ate a lot of meals. Like it just didn't seem like her lifestyle. Uh, and I mean, fair. she's waking up at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's okay. Oh, um, I did not think about that, but you're right. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like well into midday based on the stock footage they used prior to that. Yeah. But I do want to mention that like, it, I love the line where she's like, I'm helping out the housekeepers. It is Christmas after all, because I would never do anything to help out the staff the rest of the year. Like that's no. horrible. <laughs> it's so also, good. She's making her bed, which actually it makes more work for the housekeepers because theoretically they have to change the linen. They have so to they have change to everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so she goes and um, she does flip a pumpkin pancake in front of Tad and Tad is horrified. Tad is like, what, what, what pod person has taken over your body? I don't understand. He has his hair shellacked into this like, it's like a cross between a finger wave and like a Cary Grant. Oh, he, he looks like, is this where he looks like evil Cinderella Prince? Because it yes. is so hot. Yeah, um, He looks fucking amazing. That's that suit that he's wearing is perfectly mm -hmm. tailored to him he's got the hashtag jefferson jewels like like mm -hmm. blood diamonds like sort of thing going like brooch yeah i don't know what that was and i loved it i loved this whole look that he had like he was giving you the perfect evil christmas villain yeah. outfit yeah absolutely cruella deville's cousin at christmas time it was amazing. And the fact great. that Lindsay Lohan felt that an appropriate, casual, I'm a poor person now outfit was just bell bottoms yeah. and this hideous double-breasted like plaid blazer. I was like, I just, I feel like if you're going to go poor, you should be trendy about it. Like it's insulting. Yeah. We look great, us poors. Okay? Yeah. Old Navy is right there. Thank you. It, they will give you jeans up to your tits. All right. They will. And that's a miracle. That's a fucking Christmas miracle, Lindsay Lohan. Anyway. Yeah. So they do a press conference, um, I guess, because apparently now people care about her ordeal. And she plugs the in hard. She's like, I stated the in. That was the North Star in. Do I need to repeat that again? N-O-R-T. Okay, you got it. Cool, cool, cool. And then they announce the engagement. Her dad is appropriately horrified. Then it's like over. And the uh, Jake has been watching it. And so he's like, he's like sad panda. And he's going to go sit down and mope. And the daughter's like, my Christmas wish was you having someone to love and someone to take care of you. And he's like, oh, you wasted your wish on me. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, like Sarah could love you. Have you told her how you feel about her? And he's like, no, it's complicated. And she's like, no, it's not. You use your mouth and your vocal cords, tiny bit of diaphragm action, and you make it work. And he's like, you're right. right. Oh, my God. 
And, yes, uh, that's, that was more more creepiness. And then when he's like, oh, we need a Christmas miracle wall. I'm like, bitch, you just got two Christmas miracles. They dedicated your hotel as a historical site. And then uh -huh. they gave you all this money. And you're so ungrateful that you're like, we still need more. If your mm -hmm. hotel is in that bad of shape, you have to have three miracles just to keep it alive. Look, at, <laughs> look inside yourself. Seriously. Meanwhile, <laughs> Tad is here with like the ultimate like influencing being like, I'm taking her to an undisclosed location. After almost getting her killed by taking her to an undisclosed location for our proposal, yes. I will now be taking her to an undisclosed location for our post proposal. Yep. And I'm Make sure intrigued. Yeah, make follow. sure you follow at Tad Fairchild to find out where we end up. I, I absolutely would. I was like, this is actually intriguing. I think there's a future there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to take her to a beach and she is not having it. Um, she does and, break and up I, with him on the spot. Yeah. At this point, he there, like, again, no evidence whatsoever of anything that happened to his character up until now. Like the no. whole survival plot is completely wiped away. He is back to the old Tad. Mm -hmm. He's not even like talking to her about like taking her to a cabin in the woods or no. like how great be beans are nothing nothing ralph has been completely forgotten erased from his memory like they men in black dim yeah. ridiculous that that part was very upsetting to me yeah because then they're just like oh did you want did you want some gay stuff look tad ends up with terry the pa who's terrible at everything and has no personality and is yeah like the, he doesn't even have a character he has four lines in the whole movie and it's just like him being completely bewildered by his job one and only job yeah which and is like flailing yeah and then tad's just like you look a little gay i guess i'm a little gay now thanks to those snow boots yeah let's, let's be together i don't, I don't know at first I, I, I wasn't even sure if it was like romantically coded or whether he was just like oh like i need a glam squad but i know i couldn't glam. tell either i just what were they going for here? Like a token? Like you if, can have a gay romance when Ralph was right there. If you were going to give us a gay romance, why not Ralph? If I was writing this thing, he would have commandeered that stretch Hummer, tracked oh, yeah. Ralph down to his house and been like, I want to make fishing lures with you for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and put it on Instagram. Yeah. That's what I, please be my bear, Ralph. That's what I yeah. want. This is where I was just infuriated. I was like, justice for Tad. Tad's character has been wronged here. This is just like the worst way to finish off this plot line. Mm -hmm. Everything about it is just so offensive to me. Mm -hmm. Hashtag Tad and Ralph forever. Yes, forever. 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 So he, um, the creepy Father Christmas does give them that sleigh that he, they can't afford. And Balthazar musters the energy to get them to the hotel where Lindsay Lohan is at. He does express his feelings. He tells that stretch Hummer how much he's falling in love with it. And then the window rolls down and Tad's like, see you later. And Terry like pops his head into the frame and is like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Bye. And it's, it's so confusing. Um, but, I do yeah. like that he calls it um, that Jake calls a stretch Hummer a car. Like he's just <laughs> such a country bumpkin. He's just like, <laughs> I'm talking to a car. It's just like his car. Yeah, he's yeah. the brontosaurus of cars. And he's just, like, so not smart. I know. I mean, at least he's consistent, though, right? Yes. That's nice. Yeah. So then he goes around back, and Lindsay Lohan is standing there at a Christmas tree, and he's like, I thought you left. And she's like, no, I told my dad that I was going to stay here, and dad talked about investing in your 
thing, but I said, oh, he probably wouldn't want that. But I will try to talk you into it over the holidays if you want to spend the holidays with me. And then he tries to do a mistletoe on her and she's just, just like, like have it yeah and then he and then he tries to make an amnesia joke at the same time and he's like i have this bush in my pocket but i did bonk my head on the way over here and i can't remember what to do with it and she's like take your mistletoe and your dad jokes i'm throwing them both over my shoulder and we're just gonna make out like grown-ups and he's like wow everything about this is incredible and Ugh. they're gonna do butt uh, butt stuff props i don't know I don't know, man. I was just, I, I had to look to see if they even just use a body double for the kissing scene. Cause the <laughs> was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I, I can't and I here. won't. Then my writer, then mm-hmm. my writer that you can't put stuff on my face and I'm not kissing that man. Yeah. I think that's it's fair. Just, yeah. That's bad for my, my public image. I cannot <laughs> be seen kissing anyone that average (laughs) aggressively he has the most forgettable face Mm -hmm. he just looks kind of like a slightly bloated like grown-up child actor and like and this is talking about and somebody who's starring against Lindsay lohan who you know like she she has come through she is an example of how you can turn it around and still be incredibly hot and then they get this guy and just so upsetting yeah. And then the last two lines of the film, um, I did write them down verbatim. <clears throat> they are, oh no, it's on the next page. Ugh, look, I'm flipping for this. Okay. He says, what a Christmas, guys. And she says, yeah, it's one I'll never forget. Oh yeah, that was great though. I was like, what oh yeah. What a Christmas, they- guys. Is how you're going to talk to your future father-in-law the first time you meet him? What a Christmas, guys. Wow. It's one I'll never forget. It's Memory never joke. Forget. Oh, yeah, God, that, no. that was a great line. But having it preceded by what a Christmas, guys, was just a crime. It was, yeah. That, anyway. You know, I think that at this point, the writers had given up. <laughs> they were like, we wrote this amazing storyline for Tad and Ralph. It was left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm we're still getting paid anyway so fuck it yeah 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 so i read uh, a merry little meet cute a few weeks ago um because i was having sierra and julian and loved it by the way i don't know if you've read it but i think you would like it but one of the one of the like the small things that keep on getting threaded through is that they're doing this hallmark movie but the writer still doesn't know how it's going to end and she apparently just like keeps on writing the last page and then like ripping it up and starting over again and like i don't know i don't know what this film is supposed to mean and that's what it felt like with this movie that like up until like this had to be ad-libbed because the writers could not decide how it should end <laughs> I, i'm a big advocate for putting a really cheesy closing line like Same. i think both my books have one i'm like i'm into it like you i gonna, love it you gotta end on a cheesy note like you absolutely gotta. yes yeah. and if it can be a callback it absolutely should be yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I do like the fact that he me- referenced the memory. Like, oh, we're referencing that this is an amnesia-based thing. I honestly think there should have been more memory-based jokes in this movie. Like, they could have gone much deeper mm-hmm. and much darker. Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of missed opportunity. It could have been the most e- extra, like ridiculous Christmas movie yeah. that was just completely unhinged. You know, like they could have gone over the top and really sold it to us as Honestly, this tongue in cheek. 
it could have been fun of it. Yeah, it could have been the next princess switch. That's yes. what I was hoping for. Yes. And honestly, if they had followed through with that Ralph and Tad pot line, I would have oh. been like, this is actually very fresh. Like they took yeah. it in a different direction than we expected. It is really, you know, it's not super it felt like it wasn't just cookie cutter trope right stuff like the rest of the movie was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, but I did enjoy myself. I had a great so, time. And yeah. I do I want to applaud that they found one more use for that uh drone shot of the hotel pool as <laughs> just one more those ski bunnies were working it i'll tell you that much they were the best actors in this movie it's so good oh god it was so good okay what's your lady love uh okay so this year my whole thing has just been like just trying to like live the life that i would have wanted to live when i was 15 mm. so i went out and I got my first like ever real piercing. I went and got my septum pierced and <gasps> I feel like, so, like it is better than like a facelift. Cause God knows Absolutely. who can afford those like injections are like 70, 700 bucks a pop, you know? And yeah. Oh yeah. As I've, you know, I, I just turned 36 and I'm like, I'm starting to feel kind of old. And I got the septum piercing and I was like, <gasps> I feel so much hotter now. Like I, uh-huh. I know it's kind of old to be getting like new piercings, but I think that people should just go out and like, get that tattoo, get that piercing, get that mm-hmm. undercut. Do something like a little bad that like seems kind of ridiculous because like where you, you're not going out to the club. I mean, we're barely going out to Old Navy at this point, but I'm just sure. do it for yourself. Yeah. Live, live your 15 year old dream. That's how I felt when I got these two. I got them like while the podcast was going. And so they've heard about all of this. Like I took <laughs> my toddler to the piercing par- parlor and it was in Portland. Yeah. Um, where'd you go? I went to, um, of course, of course. It's got a really cute name. There's one on the east side and the one on the west side. Was it Adorn? Yes, Adorn, it was Adorn. That's where I went. Yeah. <gasps> yes. This is now a plug for Adorn body piercing. They do an amazing job. They're super professional. They're really so nice. good. Yeah. And they're all like certified piercers. I when I was 18. So nice. bringing a full circle. Nice. Yeah. And it, I just, I was like, I might be walking in here in uh, a peacoat with a toddler, but like, I'm going to be cool, everyone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk out of here no cool. Age cut off for looking cool. It's no. never too late to be as hot and cool as you always wanted to be when you were younger, but mm-hmm. now you can afford it and don't have to ask for parental permission. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Um, mine is these old Navy pants that you can pull all the way up to your chin. And it is a thing of beauty. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit obsessed with them. They, they're all button all the way up instead of a zipper situation. Mm. So that's pretty fun too. Anyway. I know that Hold Navy makes the super high waist zip up. They, they uh-huh. make those zip up as well. And yeah. in all the different cuts. Yeah. Because that is also where I buy my jeans. Although American nice. Eagle also has great jeans as well. And I also don't really wear jeans anymore. I just It's all athleisure over here. Yeah. 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 But I did Got decide my- that I needed a pair of hard pants that fit. Just um, for special occasions, like Christmas uh-huh. Day. For like to birthday wear with your parties. Plaid blazer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When I get my double breasted plaid blazer out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else are you gonna wear to flip that one pancake, Melody? I'm this is these are the questions. These are the questions of life. Um, Jen, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on jencomfort.com. 
which is my website and I have links to all my social media, but most of these days I'm on Instagram at jen.comfort.author where you can see a thousand pictures of my cats and occasionally me talking about my books, which is what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) I know, but it's so distracting, you know, the, the cats, Mm -hmm. you gotta give them love. I don't know what else to take pictures of. So it's just mostly me shit posting and cats and, <laughs> and occasional doing my job of, oh, by the way, I'm an author and have these books. Yeah, I love it. Something. I love it. Anyway, here's a cat. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. Ooh, <laughs> everybody on Patreon can see her beautiful orange cat. Yes, this is my foster cat, Saturn. He is six Aww. months old and he is a lover. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> That's a good like, size cat. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seriously. He comes. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Okay. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love being a venti in the coffee shop of life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Tad. God. Dreamboat icon. you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.